You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? Oh my gosh. The 49ers come out and just wipe the floor with Bill Belichick and Cam Newton, and they put on just an absolute beatdown. This game wasn't close from the very start. What an incredible win. The 49ers win 33-6, to and here's the deal. One, I just want to say thank you for joining us. We're going to be sharing. We're going to be answering all kinds of questions because the entire perspective of the 2020 NFL season for the 49ers has just changed dramatically. We talked about how this was such a big swing game for both teams, but for the 49ers, you were 3-3. Three and three. If you fall to three and four, well, guess what? You have the Seattle Seahawks in your division with the best record in football. Every single team in your division has a winning record. How are you going to make up all that ground with the four-game differential there? It it was going to be very difficult. Well, guess what? You don't have to do that now. Um, and, And so, yeah, you've still got a little bit of a hole to dig yourself out of, but holy cow, you come out and you make a statement and we're going to go over all the different things, uh, the firsts that this took place because man, Bill Belichick has never been embarrassed like this before, especially at home. This was the worst loss ever suffered at home by Bill Belichick since he's been with the Patriots. The worst. I, I mean, We could literally spend 15 minutes just talking about how bad this was for the Patriots, and that would warm my soul. (laughs) I'd be so happy. I I would love it. Uh, So many of us, you know, we're not the biggest Patriot fans out there for sure, but 
you've got to stop and you've got to say, you know, they asked, Bill Nance asked Tony Romo this question. I love the fact that Tony Romo did the game, by the way. It was incredible. Um, but he asked this question, is this more on the Patriots or is this more on the 49ers, the result of this happened? And Tony Romo said it perfectly. It's the 49ers. An absolute dominating run game, start to finish, and an absolute dominate stifling defense that just shut it all down. Just shut it all down. It was absolutely incredible. I am so pumped because now everything changes. If you just look at the statistics, I love the countdown crew. I'm seeing all the CCs. Heck yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Get your questions in. Uh, we're going to be answering questions real time. I'm not going to wait until the end of the pod to get to questions because there's just too many people here. And uh, make sure you tag me at <laughs> John Chapman. I love it. Shot J. Wrecked these fools. There is nothing better than beating Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I'm sorry. I freaking love it. I absolutely love it. And just how it just came out and just shoved him in their face. You know, Cam Newton gets taken out of the game in the third quarter. Um, it's just bad. Four interceptions. We'll go through a lot of the stats. But golly. Yeah, and what do we want to do as 49ers fans, as football fans in general? You want to celebrate, but you also got to look forward. Uh, Tyson, I see your question. Can the Niners still beat the Seahawks if Debo doesn't play? Yeah, now you're talking about playing against, you know, a team with the best record of football without Debo, who finally turned it on. He gets hurt late in the game, kind of grabbed his knee, which was scary because if it's a knee, that's a major issue. But it turned out to be a hamstring, which was that that's good news. You don't want it to be a knee or high ankle sprain. Hamstring usually is better, but every hamstring's different. Um Every hamstring's different. Can you beat them? Yes, you can. It's a one. It's a divisional game. It is in Seattle, but they don't have fans. So that brings it back to a little bit of a neutrality, right? And then on top of that, it's a division game. The rivals, they play each other close all the time, no matter what. Um, yes, you can beat the Seattle Seahawks with Debo, but it sure as hell doesn't help. Debo played incredible. Um, you know, you look at... I'm wearing my disrespectful Kyle shirt right um I, I love this shirt and it was on it was on show for the world two weeks in a row you go out and you just flat out embarrass embarrass the rams your, your division opponent yeah they kind of scored to come back later in the game but you jumped out and you punched them in the face then what do you do you come out against the patriots and you just blow them out of the water you're up 20, what was it, 23-3 to at halftime? This game was over before it, it even got going. It, you just completely imposed your will. Now, again, a lot of that is adjusting your game plan, which you got to give props to Kyle Shanahan, not asking Jimmy to do things that he's not good at. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo's not a great down-the-field passer, so don't force him to drive the ball down the field. That's not going to help anybody, right? So what do you got to do? You're moving the ball side to side, and you are running the ball like a bully. I love it, man. I absolutely love it. You come out and listen to these numbers. 37 rush attempts back-to-back -back weeks. One of the core tenets of a Kyle Shanahan offense is 30 rush attempts. Really, any NFL uh, team, 30 rush attempts is huge. The 49ers now improved to 13-0 
under Kyle Shanahan whenever you get 30 or more rush attempts in a game. We got 37 last week. We got 37 this week. Oh, and by the way, you almost rushed for 200 total yards, 197. Averaging 5.3 yards per rush attempt, the 49ers just completely imposed their will. And it was kind of interesting because everybody assumed Jarek McKinnon would get the start. He started almost all the other games when Mostert was out. So you assumed that would be the case. But it was a change in mindset. It, <laughs> when Jamichael Hasty wasn't the first one out there and said it was Jeff Wilson Jr., yeah, uh, my mentions blew up huge. <laughs> That's what it is. But Jeff Wilson comes out, player of the game on offense, and just he ran hard. He punched people in the face repeatedly. One of the best plays of the whole game was whenever he just trucked McCourty and put him flat on his back and kept going for another five yards. I can't wait to do the Patreon breakdown this week because there's so many positive plays. Um, And again, I mean, now going to injuries, right? Uh, It does suck. You know, Jeff Wilson gets injured, looked like an ankle. He got carted off. That's bad news. Now you're hoping, best case, high ankle sprain, that's best case, he's going to be out sometime. Um, You know, Mostert, he can't come back yet. He's still going to be out. Uh, He's just got put on IR. You might get Tevin Coleman back, but now you're looking at a three running backs, and that's all you got. You have Austin Walter on the practice squad, but you're talking... Jamichael Hasty's probably going to start next week. You've got Jarek McKinnon as the number two, and then Austin Walter that you can call it from the practice squad. But, man, and how about Hasty? I see it, Russ. Uh, dude looks so good. It's funny, you know, I, I tweeted out this morning or yesterday that Jamichael Hasty's going to get 10-plus rush attempts set or 10 plus touches 70 plus yards and one touchdown i was so close he got 10 touches exactly for 72 yards uh but no touchdown um but hasty looks the part there is whatever you see what he does immediately you think this guy has it um and really anybody that was running behind this line looked really really good besides Jarek McKinnon um who you got three garbage carries for negative one yards but it was when they loaded the box at the end of the game whatever but Jeff Wilson Jr. 17 carries 112 yards he averaged 6.6 yards per attempt with the three touchdowns of course Jamichael Hasty comes in nine rush attempts for 57 yards 6.3 yards so that tough bully mentality that punch him in the face kind of attitude it worked well and you know McKinnon He's been great. Uh, not trying to dog on McKinnon, but he's much more of a patient, scat back, whatever. But we're going to that outside zone toss. You got to hit that hole quick. That's just not McKinnon's game. McKinnon is fast. He's way faster than Jeff Wilson and Hasty, but he's not a decisive runner. He's a scat back. So we still saw Jarek McKinnon getting out there. Um, but most of those were on third downs, right? Things like that. Um, that's what subway commercials do to people. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, from Anthony he says, so John, do you think our safety players were better than Tart and Ward? Yes, 100%. Um, now you have to put Tarvarius Moore on a pedestal. Tarvarius Moore has to start the rest of the season. There's no question about this. Tarvarius Moore was incredible. First off, when the game, the first two drives, Tarvarius Moore got to stop on third down to force a punt. Tarvarius Moore got to stop on third down to force a punt. Both times. 
Um, you know, you look at those drives. Oh, sorry, one of them was for a field goal. But both plays on third down, Tarvarius Moore was out there making plays and thumping people. I mean, he was out there just delivering shots. One of the best hits of the entire game, I don't know if you guys caught it, was on the Emmanuel Mosley interception right before the half. You know, Mosley, amazing catch over the shoulder, right? Intercepts it, and there's no time left in the half, so he's got to create. He goes back and forth. Tarvarius Moore, 33, just comes out of nowhere and decletes a guy. It wasn't even a blindside block. The guy saw him coming and just got destroyed because uh, Moore had a full head of steam built up. Tarvarius Moore needs to start, period. I understand Jimmy Ward will get the spot back because of Kyle Shanahan and Robert Sala and their loyalty, whatever. Ward's been bad all year. Um, his best game was his last game, but not one game that Jimmy Ward has had was equivalent to what Tarvarius Moore put on tape today. Not one thing. Now, the problem with these safeties, these young safeties, Marcel Harris and Tarvarius Moore, is bad run angles, and they make mistakes. We didn't see that at all today. We didn't see it at all today. I, we've got to get this guy more playing time, period. Uh, the safeties were incredible. Um, let's see here from Scott at four and three. Do you think we need to make a move, especially as Debo is out for a while? I, I do think that you are turned into buyers now. There, there's no doubt about that. Uh, the one major need area, it's definitely got to be edge, right? So what you have to do is you have to find a team first off that runs your system. Okay. Or at least a four, three, whatever, then you have to find a team that is willing to sell and build the future because they're already done with the season. Um, and then you've got to find somebody who has a friendly contract that you can go get. Now, everybody wants to talk about Ryan Kerrigan, and I wish to God we can get him. Runs the same system, would step in day one, their team's out of it, whatever. Well, guess what? Ryan Kerrigan is due $11 million this year now. Now, understand... All these contracts are based off of game paychecks. So you, you divide that $11 million contract for Ryan Kerrigan this year that he's owed into 16 game checks, right? So 30 to 40% right in the middle because we played seven out of 16, those are gone, right? Um, so you don't have to make up the whole 11 million, but you still got to pay about 6 million. You can't, we don't have that. We do not have that. We're right at about $5 million cap space. But Washington does have a player that does fit our needs, Ryan Anderson, defensive end slash outside linebacker from Alabama. Last year of his deal, he's due $1 million this year and is a free agent next year. That is somebody that you could go get. Ryan Anderson has to be at the top of the list because he fits everything we need. He's not getting a lot of playing time. He is this outside speed rusher right? D forward mold. He fits that mindset perfectly. You move to Cincinnati. Everybody wants to talk about Dunlap, Carlos Dunlap. Can't do it, okay? One, he's due $8 million this year. You might be able to swing that because, again, you have to take off that 35 to 40%, but he's due $13 million next year. So you get that contract if you trade for Carlos Dunlap. That's not going to happen. However, he has a teammate, Carl Lawson, okay? Pay attention to the numbers. The NFL is a salary cap league. You have to understand and make the numbers work. He's only due $2 million this year. So you could get him for about $1.3 million and slide him in. Carl Lawson, you can go get him. Atlanta has an interesting play as well. Dante Fowler Jr. He had such a front-heavy deal that he is only due 
$2 million this year. That's all it would cost. With a $6 million hit next year, you could afford that. So Dante Fowler Jr., not the best football player, but he 100% fits the need that the 49ers have. Exact same defensive system. That team's not going anywhere, Atlanta. Um, I mean, they already fired their head coach, but are they willing to give up on somebody that they've already paid so much for? If you're trying to get Dante Fowler, you're spending a premium draft pick. You're talking, you know, next year's third rounder plus a fifth rounder this year, something like that. Um, Now, the other guys, Carl Lawson, I think you could get for, you know, a sixth, maybe fifth round pick. Uh, You go to Ryan Anderson, again, sixth, maybe fifth round pick. So, There's so many caveats and systems at play here, but there are options. And I think the 49ers do need to move into buy territory. We've already talked about on the previous episode what it looks like with Dante Pettis. Dante Pettis isn't going to get you a seventh rounder. (laughs) You might be able to send Dante Pettis in a sixth to get Carl Lawson or something along those lines. That's fine. I'll take a freaking (laughs) ham sandwich that's expired right now. Uh, Not trying to be rude, but it's just what it is. He's not a fit in this. He doesn't have it. Um, He's lost the confidence of the team and the quarterback. Now, wide receivers, I don't know. Um, It's pretty clear that we don't have the answer in-house. If Debo's out for a while, this is the question. Brandon Ayuk is the best wide receiver we have on our team. Um, Debo is a better player. Ayuk is the better wide receiver, right? The dude's out there running routes like a freaking veteran, 100 total yards receiving. He just goes ham, uh, 115 yards on six catches. But Debo gives you all that crazy stuff. Ayuk can do that, but Debo can handle it a little bit more because his body's bigger and he's just a bully, right? I don't know. Um, off the top of my head, John Ross, you don't want to go get him. He's due a lot of money because he was the number six overall pick. So I know a lot of people want to swap Ross for uh, Dante Pettis. I don't want that contract um, as the six overall pick. Look how much we're paying for Solomon Thomas. It's basically the same thing, but for a wide receiver, that's just, no, it's just not there. Um, again, you're constantly going back to teams that suck, <laughs> that are out of contention. And you might be able to pull somebody, but pay attention to the numbers. The 49ers don't have that much money. And again, you're hoping that Debo will come back. Our bye week is week 11, okay? So we've got three games, and those three games we got coming up, they're tough. (laughs) You've got the Seattle Seahawks, first place in the NFC West, best record in the NFL. You've got the Green Bay Packers, first place in the NFC. Then you've got the New Orleans Saints, tied for first place in the NFC. We saw this last year, right? This was when we had, you know, Baltimore, Green Bay, and the Saints back-to-back-to-back last year. Well, we went 2-3 and on that stretch. We're 4-3 and now. We just won on the road. Now we got to fly to Seattle, which isn't too far. But, yeah, you can win these games. Seattle, Packers, Saints. You got to come up, and you don't have to win them all. If the 49ers just get one win out of these next three games, you're going to be just fine. You're going to be just fine. You're going to be sitting at five and six with a stretch down the end that's not near as tough coming off a bye week. Again, understand seven teams get into the playoffs this year. That's a new thing. Seven teams get into the playoffs. So all you got to do is just keep your nose to the grindstone. Um, You know, obviously you want to win the division, but that's not your focus. Your focus is just getting wins and just getting into the playoffs right now. That's what you need to do. 
Yeah, Nick, we do have some more injuries. There's no doubt about that. Wilson and Debo, that hurts. The second play, the second defensive player of the game, Jason Verrett goes down, and I am just like, oh, no, we cannot do this. Uh, Akella Witherspoon, no, but uh, just knocked the breath out of him. He was able to come back in. Aziz left for a short time as well. He came back in. That was great, but the Jeff Wilson and the Debo injury, Jeff Wilson looks really, really bad. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays again this year, which is heartbreaking after that three-touchdown hat-trick performance for the big man from Texas, UNT, baby. Uh, go mean green. Uh, <laughs> anytime you have a mascot as a color uh, and you're not the Browns, it's named after a person, the Browns, but whatever. Sean, um, the Debo injury hurts and running back depth is thinning. Does this win change that we need to, yeah, we need to buy? We need to buy. Jamichael Hasty is the man. I'm with you. He's going to be start next week. But yeah, you got to go get stuff. Um, it, it's it's what it is. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I'm going to skip a couple of those comments that have to do with uh, meth and my wife. Uh, you can read through the comments on YouTube if you would like to. That is amazing. Does Hasty start next week, Matthew? 100%. It is Hasty time. And yeah. When Jeff Wilson went out there and just totally took all the carries to start the game, I was just like, oh, no. But uh, Hasty hit all the projections that we talked about. And our projections were straight fire. We did really, really well on almost all, all the things that took place. Uh, so th the, this is what we talked about last episode. We said Kittle five-plus catches for 70-plus yards. What did Kittle end up with? Five catches for 55 yards. Um, so he didn't get quite to the yard total yardage total that we wanted. Uh, safeties get a turnover. We didn't get a turnover from the safeties. It was all corners, right? Um, you had, first off, Fred Warner. We haven't even mentioned him. Defensive player of the year. Through seven weeks in the NFL, he is defensive player of the year. The only other person that would be even in mentioning in that category would be Aaron Donald. But when they went head-to-head, -head, guess who balled out and guess who laid a dud? Fred Warner is not only the best linebacker in the NFL, he's the defensive player of the year through seven weeks. It's incredible the way this guy has played and has just been straight fired. Jamar Taylor, you know, one of the things, do not leave Jamar Taylor man coverage against Edelman. Well, guess what? Edelman had fewer catches in this game than our backup nickelback that we got off the street, Jamar Taylor. Jamar Taylor had more catches than Edelman. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you can't predict this stuff, and you have to give a tip of your cap to somebody that I struggle doing this for, Robert Sala. Robert Sala put on a show in dominating fashion back-to-back -back weeks against quote-unquote offensive gurus, right? McVay shut them down, made them look awful. You go all the way out to Cam Newton and Josh McDaniels, shut them down, made them look awful. What a difference a corner makes. <laughs> you have that outside corner, which Verrett played amazing again. Manuel Mosley might even play better. He might have outplayed him this week. We don't even have our number one corner. Sherman's coming back eventually, probably closer to the bye week. I would not anticipate him coming back next week, um, and especially with the way our outside corners are playing now. And here's another thing. Akella Witherspoon was coming in on dime packages because our safeties, uh, with the two new safeties, we said, you know what? In dime packages, we're bringing in Akello as, you know, that extra DB. And he played great. Uh, he was playing with some nice swagger, um, you know, brought a couple physical hits, which you never see from him.
but he played well as he played very good as well. Uh, yeah, gotta love Givens getting the sack at the very end of the game. Uh, that was incredible as well. We had two sacks on the day, one by Drake Greenlaw off the blitz off the edge. Greenlaw continues to play out of his mind. I did say one of the predictions, Greenlaw leads the team in tackles. He was one off. Fred Warner had seven. Drake Greenlaw had six. So I was one off there. But Drake Greenlaw did have a sack and a tackle for loss and an additional quarterback hit. So they were blitzing like crazy. Uh, curious to see the numbers on Pro Football Focus, not only snap counts, but also, man, that's the highest blitz rate that we have ever had in Robert Sala calling our team. Um, just period. I don't even think it's close to anything. We, we've never seen that before. Um, let's see here. I said we might have 60 rush attempts between the two teams. How many rush attempts did we have? 59 <laughs> 59 i said the 49ers would win 21 to 20 and i was off there now our betting holy cow i i really hope you bet with us because we're making some money um first off we took the 49ers with a modified three and a half point spread that one hit totally uh by 28 points, we covered that one. So that was 15 bucks we hit. Our three-team teaser, we took the 49ers plus 8.5. That hit. Packers plus 2.5. Holy cow, that hit. Our next game is the Bears, which is the Monday night game versus the Rams. The Bears plus 12.5 points. We hit that one. That's 25 bucks. So we got that one. We did put the small bet of $2 on Hasty being the first person to score a touchdown. That didn't hit. So we lost the $2 bet, but we are looking great. And as always, we bet every week. Lots of bets. Um, so what you need to do is head over. Let's just play the clip here from our sponsor so I can take a breath for a second. We're going to get to some more questions. Unless you've been living under a rock, you know the NFL and the NBA, they're back. They're in full swing, which can only mean one thing. It's a winning season at my bookie. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting whenever I'm putting my money on it. And if you've been betting with us, we've been doing very, very well so far this year. So stick with us. Bet on it. Use all the knowledge that we have. And let's be successful. And here's the deal. Right now... They have $100,000, you heard me, $100,000 super contest for only $10 entry. 10 bucks. You can win all that money. They're giving away $5,000 in cash prizes every four weeks. You would be crazy not to jump in there with all your knowledge. $10 to win thousands, sign me up. You too can make up and sign up at my bookie. And here's the deal. Use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, to claim your 100% deposit match all the way up to 1000 bucks. That means... You put in $100, they're going to give you $100. Rollovers will be included in that, and if you have questions, please call their customer service. They'll help you with that. But the NFL, NBA, MLB, they've got it all on tap. It's never too late to get started, and if you've wanted to jump in with us, now's the best time. Head to mybookie.ag, promo code 49ers, and they're going to double your initial deposit. Thanks for the support, MyBookie. All right, let's get to a couple questions and comments that are out there. Nick, he says, was this Kyle and Salah's best game planning? I think you've got to put it up there. Um, you can go back to the Patriot or to the Packers game in the NFC Championship game. That one's going to be up there as well. But just to dominate somebody, start to finish, all phases uh, is very rare. And again, you know, I, I'm seeing lots of people talking about Jimmy Garoppolo can't throw the ball downfield. I don't understand their critique. Jimmy Garoppolo went 20 for 25 
for 277 yards. That's incredible. He did throw a touchdown. He did have the two interceptions. Only one of those interceptions was worth anything. That was a terrible throw um, where he sailed it over the middle, which he can't do. Um, and that was an interception in the first half. Now, the interception at the end of the first half, that was a genius play. You weren't in field goal range. You had seven seconds left on the play clock. His immediate dump out route got jumped. And so what do you do? You can't kick a field goal from there. You give your player a chance and you say F you to the stats. Yeah, it's it, it's a 50-50 ball at best, but you're throwing it in the end zone because you can't take it into the half. You can hope for a, a circus freak catch, which didn't happen, but your player was double covered. You could hope for pass interference. That didn't happen either. The interception happened. You lost nothing. Yeah, it hurts your statistics, but screw statistics. You're playing to win the damn game. And so the funny thing to me is the same people that are saying, why doesn't Jimmy throw the ball downfield more are the same people giving him a hard time for throwing two interceptions. You can't do that. (laughs) You're it's, it's, it's double speak. Okay. We're going back to the Orwellian term here uh, for my political majors. Uh, (laughs) But the, the idea is this, he gave his guy a chance when he had nothing to lose, but statistics. And now you're holding him accountable for that whenever he threw the ball deep, had no other options. The interception didn't matter right before the half. That was a bonus possession that we got because of the turnover. So I'm fine with if you told me my quarterback would go 20 for 25, 277 yards, and one touchdown, let's take the one before the half where he just held it up in the end zone. Now, the no touchdown passes is rough, but again, you have to couple that with the running. And on top of that, the Jimmy Garoppolo scramble fest continues. When things were close, he had that incredible scramble where he made two guys miss and got the first down on third, and it was third and three. He scrambled, made two players miss, and man, again, you look back at when and where the game was at that time, it was huge. That was the first drive of the game. The first drive of the game. I'm looking at my notes now. Jimmy G scramble on third, breaks two tackles. That was a nine-play, 75-yard drive that took five minutes off the clock. Incredible. Statement. You don't get that without Jimmy being Jimmy. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it, it's hard to kind of penalize Jimmy Garoppolo when all he does is win, and you put up 33 points. You put up 33 points as an offense. What else do you want? Um, yeah, I'm seeing Ted here. He says, Wilson's ankle's not that serious. He walked off. He did walk off to the sideline, but then they carted him into the room. (laughs) S1K, our team needs some milk. Uh, Man, going back to the good old Vine days. I love it. As a teacher, uh, you kind of get caught up with all the trendy videos and sayings because the kids just walk around on repeat and say them over and over again. So I'm familiar with that reference. Shot J. Can you please explain to these kids why Armstead is valuable to our team? I've tried numerous times, okay? Number one, you can look at analytics. You can look at stats. You can look at whatever. Eric Armstead is going into this game the number eight rated defensive end in the NFL by Pro Football Focus. You say, well, that's just Pro Football Focus. Who cares? Okay, cool. That's fine. Then look at just his stats on the year. Because here's the deal what Eric Armstead has been able to do. One, he is one of by far the best run defenders in the entire NFL at the defensive end. 
Uh, it's incredible what he has been able to do. He has nine quarterback hits on the year. That's before today. Um, one and a half sacks. He's tied with sacks with DeForest Buckner. So, again, go back to this logical component of, oh, man, well, we suck or we're great or this player sucks, whatever. Everybody that wants to talk about the lack of pass rush, you're not paying attention to what DeForest Buckner is doing in Indianapolis, which he's playing very, very well there. They might have the best defense in the NFL. But the category that you guys praise DeForest Buckner is great. He has the same sex as Eric Armstead. How do you <laughs> penalize one and then not the other? Eric Armstead is incredible. He runs the entire defense. And the one thing that Robert Sala is trying to do, and I think he's doing it successfully, is stopping teams from running the ball. Nobody's running the ball very well on us. You look at these numbers, you know, they rushed 22 times New England today for 94 yards. They averaged 4.3 yards per carry. Well, guess what? New England was number one in the NFL, averaging over five yards per carry coming into this game. We said in our prediction, and we said in our scouting reports, you have to hold them to 4.5 yards per rush attempt or less. Do not let them run the ball on you. And we didn't do that. Cam Newton had five carries for 19 yards. That's it. That's it. The biggest question mark on this defense, there's two. The biggest question marks were, one, mobile quarterbacks kicking our butt. That didn't happen in this this game at all. Number two, no pass rush. Yeah, okay. You can still say no pass rush. We had two quarterback hits and two sacks. That's not great. Not great at all. Well, how many did the other team have? <laughs> Guess how many? New England defense, two quarterback hits, one sack. So we won those categories. We run the rushing category as well. And you can go up and down team stats. But to kind of finish off your question, Eric Armstead is a top 10 defensive end in this league. He just does it differently. Now, he's not getting, he's never going to get the clout because he's not the sexy player that gets the sacks off the edge and the highlight plays. No, he is one of the most situational, aware football players in the NFL. He picks up and reads screens like a mad person. Um, they always send that he's he's on the big side almost always, and so he's to the tight end side um, or the fullback side. He is incredible at stopping tight end screens, fullback screens, and running back screens because he diagnoses things and knows uh, he's in the film room all the damn time. Um, you cannot applaud. <laughs> you cannot applaud eric armstead enough uh from pat more tarvarius more is better than jet ski pop tart i love that that is a wonderful nickname uh, the problem is we don't differentiate our safeties anymore last year under joe woods they were interchangeable they're not anymore so you have jimmy ward and tarvarius more playing the same position and then you have Jaquaski Tart and Marcel Harris playing the same position. Now, there's no doubt you could mix and match. The 49ers haven't done it this year. Uh, Tarvarius Moore, first off, let me just say this, is better than Tart, is better than Ward, is better than Marcel Harris at safety. I don't care. I want Tarvarius Moore on the freaking field all of the time. Um, I don't know. It, it needs to happen. It needs to happen from XAO. I have too many letters. I'm dyslexic. Uh, at John, I send the hashtag CC more than once. Is that a disqualification? Absolutely not, but it only counts as one. Uh, so what I do is I have an assistant that goes through and counts every single episode of the hashtag countdown crew. Those are all the people that put hashtag CC. 
at the first minute and a half of the broadcast. And what happens is uh, we give away prizes every single month. We gave away an autographed Joe Montana jersey this month. We gave away the new uh, Kyle Shanahan hat, which I don't even have. I gave it away instead. I kind of wish I would have kept it because it sold out. But yeah, if you want to join that, go to YouTube, Periscope, wherever, hit the notification bell, um, and then just hashtag CC in the first minute and a half. Bring the energy, bring the questions. We'd love it. Um, yeah, Sean, your question. Carlos Dunlap wants out, but the money issue is way too much. Again, if you're just joining us, which I'm seeing awesome numbers, I love it, appreciate it. There are people that you could target that fit that you could trade for. Ryan Anderson, super cheap. You could get him from Washington, and it'd be a perfect scheme fit at exactly what we need. That would be my target number one. Target number two, Dante Fowler Jr. Not sure if Atlanta's willing to give up on him because they've already front-loaded that contract for the next two years, very similar to the Odell Beckham Jr. trade where the Giants paid the entire salary then traded him. RIP, I think he's done for the year now. But that's kind of what Dante Fowler is. So if you did trade for him, you're getting Fowler this year for $2 million and next year for six, which is an absolute steal. He would fit exactly what we need. Um, the third target that I would like would be Carl Lawson just because of the money. Uh, Dunlop, Ryan Kerrigan, financially, it's not going to be a thing. Um, it's just too much. Uh, Lynch will make the numbers work. Great analysis. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you, John Perez. And man, National Tight Ends Day. Now, Kittle didn't get into the end zone, but I can tell you this. He had an exceptional game. He had an exceptional game. Uh, he had two penalties. Ah, that he's he start. This is a new thing because we're trusting him. The 49ers are trusting George Kittle so much on the edges, one-on-one -on -one with linebackers, defensive ends, whatever, that whenever you're out there on the island on the edge, that's what the refs see because you get your hand on the outside and there's no tackle or guard next to you covering you up. So those penalties are going to happen. But he did get two penalties today. Um, that hurts for sure. But, you know, one thing that I do want to go back to, just a couple more things to put in. These are some stats to put into perspective for how – <laughs> disrespectful against day with the t-shirt Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers were to Bill Belichick and the Patriots on their home field thankfully for them there were no fans there because that was an embarrassment this is the third team since Bill Belichick has been there to go for over 300 yards in the first half on a Bill Belichick team and that's home or away last time that happened was in 2014 we're the first team to do that to him. We're the third team in the entire Belichick era for them to trail 20 points or more at halftime. This is the largest home loss in Bill Belichick's career and one of the first times he has lost three games in. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great: it, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason action. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get a pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS. 
for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. A row. The Patriots are done for. They're done. Um, they're in a bad division, but that's just crazy to say. Um, when was the last time they didn't go to the playoffs? It was when Matt Castle. Uh, took over for the injured Tom Brady. They went 11-5 and five anyway and still didn't make the playoffs and just a, it was a weird year. But the 49ers are in a much better position. If you look at, again, seven teams get in for the NFC and the AFC this year. Only the first round, only the number one seed gets the first round by. Currently, the 49ers are still out of the playoffs. We are currently sitting at ninth. Okay, ninth in the NF uh, in the NFC, and we do not hold any of those tiebreakers. So we we're uh, the two teams, the three teams that are ahead of us. You have the Saints, the Cardinals, and the Rams, but they have better um, odds in the division, which is a huge tiebreaker. We'll get into those. Most of those will sort the, their ways out. Good news is one of. Uh, the NFC teams still haven't played yet. We're the only ones. You still have the Cardinals and the Seahawks. They're about to play. And then the Rams play on Monday night. So you're at least getting one win out of those, maybe, or one loss out of those, maybe two losses. Who knows? Obviously, you got to root for the Cardinals and you got to root for the Bears. That's what we got to do. Cardinals need to beat Seattle and the Bears need to beat the Rams. And that will inch us up a little bit. But even though we're ninth now, that is okay. We're in range. <laughs> We're almost done with the first half of the season. We have a winning record. We are moving forward, and we control our own destiny. One, you get to play first-place team in the entire NFL next week, which is going to be huge. So the 49ers get to be done with the game today. They get to watch Seattle tonight, which is huge as a team. I'm sure they're watching that before they fly back, or they'll watch it back on the plane. And... I mean, the scouting reports and all the kind of film work, it all gets started even though they know these two teams like the back of their hand. Uh, there's no doubt about that. So a couple other questions before we jump off. Um, yeah, Devin asked this. Could James handle some of the Debo touches? Here, Here's the deal. Richie James got out there early. But Kyle Shanahan has been very obvious. There's two wide receivers he trusts. Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. Third wide receiver, Kendrick Bourne. That trust factor is bad. He's among the NFL leaders in dropped passes. Um, and he's had two drop passes wiped away because of penalties, but whatever. 
Kendrick Bourne is the number three guy. After that, there's just guys um, that he'll put in there to give breaks. Richie James is one. Tritt Taylor's one. But that's pretty much it. Nobody else is getting snaps at the wide receiver position. Now, if you had more running backs, then you could put your running backs in there to get some of those Debo carries. But we just don't have them. Raheem Mostert, our number one's out. Tevin Coleman, wherever you want to put him, he's out. Now you've got Jeff Wilson, he's out. So we're down our top three running backs. So now you have Hasty and Jarek McKinnon. Well, you're going to call Austin Walter up, and you're probably going to make a new signee to the practice squad, somebody that's familiar with the system. But man, you're you're short at both of those areas that overlap because Debo is a wide receiver slash running back. <laughs> there was a play on third down where Debo was dotting the eye in the eye formation <laughs> with a fullback toss. Like it's hilarious. Uh, Debo can do everything, right? Um, but yeah, it, it does kind of scare you when games get that far out of hand. I do wish we would pull our starters sooner, but then the other side of the coin is. 28-3 in the Super Bowl against the Patriots team, and then you blew the lead and lost the Super Bowl, right? That was with the Falcons. You talk about the Super Bowl with the 49ers last year, up 20-10 to 10 with seven minutes left. You've got to build camaraderie and confidence and all those things. So I get it. But yeah, I, I do kind of wish we would have pulled people a little bit sooner. Um, Take that for what you will. Mr. Superfly, what would you think of Jimmy today? I thought he was incredible. Uh, that one interception was stupid. But he was 8 for 8 to start the game. Came out just lighting it up, you know, on fire. Efficient is all you need from him. Kyle Shanahan, the offensive line. Can't believe I haven't talked about the offensive line. Offensive line, which was the biggest question mark through the first six weeks. The biggest question mark, right? Um, first five weeks, sorry. Last two weeks dominant there were a couple flare-ups early on mike mcglinchy got beat for a sack glinchy got beat for a penalty trent williams got beat for a penalty but that interior it has solidified brunskill back-to-back weeks out of his freaking mind ronis grasso who would have guessed we had our backup center in there when we had over what was it 400 yards offense 467 total yards ronis grasso and ben garland they're really, really good. Um, Grosu's a little bit better pass protector. Um, Garland's a much better run blocker. So you have these two guys, and I'm telling you right now, they're keepers. I, I don't think Western Richburg will ever play for the 49ers again. I wish he would, but I don't think he is. Um, but now you've got these two centers once you get Garland back, because I don't think Garland's going to be out forever. I think you're going to be okay. The offensive line is gelling, and... Once they're in that point, I think you're all right because everything else behind there is great. Um, let's see here from Pat. What does the market look like for McKinnon? It doesn't. Nobody trades for running backs, um, and <laughs> we're a running back needy team. We couldn't get rid of McKinnon if we wanted to right now because we have to have him. But here's the thing. McKinnon is not like the other guys. You don't want McKinnon is just a third down back. There's going to be games where McKinnon is highlighted when we're into when we're playing against a team that can stop the run. When when we're playing against a team that we can just physically impose our will, yeah, McKinnon's going to be on the side. But when we're playing against a game like in the Saints last year where you're throwing it, it's 42 to 40 game or whatever, that's when McKinnon's going to be in there. So there are going to be games like this where McKinnon's going to be on the side. 
And there are going to be games where McKinnon leads the team in carries and receptions from the run from the backfield. So that's okay. That's okay. Uh, Dimitri says, man, Dimitri, you're a little negative today, brother. Um, we are not beating Green Bay with this pass rush. You might be right. Green Bay is playing better than anybody in the NFL right now. But I will remind you, the last two times we have played Green Bay, we have embarrassed them um, big time, big time, big time. Because while you are correct, we might not be able to rush the passer against Aaron Rodgers, and that's going to be difficult. They sure as hell cannot stop our run. So Green Bay is not at the top of my worries. We're going to find out pretty soon <laughs> because guess what? We're playing them in two weeks. Um, and is that a game I expect us to win? I don't know if I'm ready for that yet, but it's what it is. It's what it is. From Dr. Blocktopus, awesome tag. I have such a man crush for Fred Warner. That's all I have to say. He's so good. He is so freaking good. Um, you have to understand I said this earlier uh, earlier in the week, and I didn't get too much backlash. I, I, I tipped my toes into the water before I said this. The 49ers have been one of the most prestigious franchises in the NFL history when you look at linebacker play. Just in recent modern history of the 49ers, you have the two greatest uh, decade players in Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman. Fred Warner, I'm not putting him on that plane yet, but with the way he has played in 2020, he is at that level. The thing that made Patrick Willis so special is he did it for a decade straight. The thing that made it Navarro Bowman so special is he did it for six years straight, right? I think he had that solid four-year stretch. Fred Warner is there. He is linebacker one. Can the continuity carry over? Because he's going to be defensive player of the month. He's going to get all those accolades. They're coming. Um, but can he maintain that? His coverage skills, and I, I love whenever you have Tony Romo on the the freaking set. It's a, it's beautiful because he gets into the actual dynamics of a play, showing how Fred Warner manned up versus Julian Edelman. Shout out to Robert Sala because you didn't do that to Jamar Taylor, which we kept saying. Do not let Jamar Taylor be in man coverage versus Julian Edelman. He'll eat his lunch. Instead, you put your inside linebacker against one of the better route runners in NFL history. I know he's injured. I know he's old. I know Cam's his quarterback. Whatever. I don't care. No business in the world should you be a slot-wide receiver in the NFL and get manned up versus an inside linebacker. That's why they're linebackers. It was incredible. Um, absolutely. Um, let's see here. Okay, the press conferences are going on. Um, Shanahan just said they're fearing high ankle sprain for Jeff Wilson. That's best case scenario, actually, with the cart. Um, no bones, no whatever, but it looked like a bad one. Um, so you're, you're talking four to six weeks. Um, now, if you get Raheem Mostert back, you're okay. Uh, running backs are going to get hurt. It's just what it is. Um, let's see here from Matthew. Defense, linebackers and secondary, going to have to win the game for us next week. Going to have to win the game for us moving forward. We have our blueprint for how to win games on defense. Our front seven, shut down the run. Our secondary, do your job. You're not going to get a lot of help, and you're going to have to guard for four-plus seconds because we're not getting to the quarterback. It's not going to change. Even if you get one of the trades for you know the players that we mentioned, that's not solving the, the puzzle piece. There's still going to be problems. Uh, we're not, Nick Bosa's not, there's not another Nick Bosa. There's not. 
so just understand we're struggling because again if you look at what happened last year it was nick bosa it was with deforest buckner and d ford we're not getting three pieces back we're not it's just not happening um iuk is our number one wide receiver moving forward 100 debo is our slash right running back screens into rounds but he can still add in and run some routes iuk runs clean routes that catch over the shoulder that jimmy fluttered up there was incredible and again hashtag faithful twitter trolls still people are pissed off because it should have been a touchdown and you're right but go back to last week when versus the rams when jimmy garoppolo overthrew jarek mckinnon wide open and everybody said oh just put air under it just let him catch it well guess what you fast forward a week jimmy garoppolo did the exact same thing that everybody asked for how did everybody respond? Oh, if it was only a little bit better pass than he would have scored. Are you kidding me? You're up 20-some-odd points. Your quarterback just completed a 30-yard bomb to Brandon Ayuk over his shoulder, and you're complaining because he went out of bounds inside the 10-yard line because it wasn't a perfect pass? Gosh. Uh, I think Madden, <laughs> which I love, destroys people's intentions. I think NFL Red Zone which I love, destroys people's <laughs> view of reality. That was an incredible play by Jimmy Garoppolo that went for a positive game, a huge positive game. You're not always going to get your cake and eat it too. But what you need from this quarterback is efficiency. 20 of 25 passing is the definition of efficiency. They've played very, very well. Um, let's see here. Given that we beat the best defensive coach, we will see, until, yeah, we'll have to wait and see until after the Bible we face Buffalo. How confident are you in our offense for the next few games? Very confident against the Seahawks. The Seahawks secondary defense sucks. Um, it's very, very bad. So we're, we're going to be able to move the ball. I, I don't think that's been an issue for any team playing the Seattle Seahawks. The whole thing with Seattle is Russell Wilson. It's Russell Wilson. Uh, it's a rivalry game. The Green Bay Packers team has been really good. Um, defensively. Now, I, I know that they had a couple injuries today to some key players. I don't know how long they're going to be out either, but there is some stuff there. Uh, but again, look how we have played the Packers in the past. We punch them in the face. It's going to be a very similar game plan and everything as what we just did to the Patriots. You have your blueprint to win these games. Um, you, you do. And you move forward until you get stopped. You move forward till we get stopped. We have shown we are tough, and we're going to punch you in the face. And we're proving that here's the thing. And I got a text from a buddy, Chuck, uh, at host Chuck B. He said, nobody wants to play you guys right now. Nobody does. Why? Because we're embarrassing people at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Front seven winning games on defense, secondary playing lights out, but stopping the run. We're stopping the run, and we're running the ball perfectly on offense. Complimentary football complimentary football um so anyway thank you guys so much for all the support we've got four episodes this week two patreon video breakdowns if you're not following us on patreon i don't know what you're doing uh, you're talking several hundred hours <laughs> of play breakdowns uh if you go to nfl game pass it costs more through them and i break down every single film for every single play for you offense and defense head over to patreon.com uh search 49ers rush podcast it's eight bucks a month um i will have those breakdowns out on tuesday and wednesday this week as soon as they are up full offensive breakdown over an hour long going through every play scheme 
uh, missed tackles, missed everything. It, it's a lot of fun. So if you haven't joined us there, I don't know what you're doing. I don't think there's anybody doing that out there in <laughs> Twitter sphere or whatever. I know some people highlight some plays. We do the entire thing. You know, I used to coach and what I wanted to do is basically after the game's over and NFL teams do this too, you sit the whole team down and you go through the, you go through the game, you watch it collectively. Then you break up into your groups and you diagnose things individually. And so that's what we do. We basically sit down everybody. We watch the entire offense and break down every single play from the all 22 perspective where you can see the secondary and behind the offensive line. So you can see the run gap exchange and gap fits with linebackers, things like that. That's what we got. So again, patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. It's I think it's some of the best content out there. It's labor intensive, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, anyway, thank you guys so much for all the support. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit the notification bell. Join the countdown crew. And man, the 49ers win, baby. Four and three above 500. I love it. I love it. It's going to be a good week. It's always a great week after the 49ers win. It's just what it is. Thank you for your support. And as always, stay strong and faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.